0: everybody welcome into another edition of cheers from the press box i am your host brennan tassif joined as always by our producer l greg and my co-host mr joe dorville what's going on guys what's going going on Hey, lots to talk about. We have the NFL playoffs we're going to get to. That'll be first. But then we are going to get into the end. Um, I almost said NAACP. Oh. NCAA <laughs> National Championship game. <laughs> then we're uh, we going to talk a little uh, NBA. We will uh, then do the quick hits, which is going to be a round of questions by our producer, L. Greg for my co-host and I. Followed by the walk-off, which will be our essay segment. Mine is actually going to be a pretty funny story today to kind of lighten the mood before Joe gets real heavy. Yeah. Let's start this week the same way we do every week. Go ahead, L. Greg. Hit that drop.
1: Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Well, here we go.
0: All right. So, the kickoff, we are going to start off talking NFL playoffs. Playoffs? 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 And, Joe, um, I think we're going to start this week uh, not a little different, actually. Game of the week.
2: Game of the week.
0: Game What's of the week. On, Baltimore. Game of the week. The Baltimore Ravens taking on your Tennessee Titans. Taking on my. Where did I, what happened to my notes for this game? I don't oh, know, but you better sorry, pull them sorry, up because we got a lot to talk have, about with this game. My right. computer is acting up. What is happening? So Ravens happening? go into Tennessee, uh, beat the Titans thirteen. Or excuse me, twenty to thirteen. Uh, Joe, talk to me, man. What do you got? What do you got to say about this? You going to preach preach on the Lamar Jackson uh, post right here? Brennan, earlier this year, you said it looked like Lamar. was
2: a little shaky. A little shaky. I took, a, I took offense to that because Lamar. It's from the 954 Broward County stand up all day, every day. Now, Brennan. Yeah. If you're shaky as a quarterback, do you run for a buck 36 in a playoff game? Yeah, because you can't
0: get the ball down the field with your arm.
2: Ooh, (laughs) really doesn't help when you have trash ass wideouts and everybody knows you're looking for Mark Andrews. And in spite of that, at only 24 years old. Lamar Jackson goes on to win his first playoff game, Brennan.
0: Yes, it was how a did, good how game. That, how did that make you feel? No, it was a good game. I completely agree with you. The but how did it make you feel? It made me feel actually because you said the Titans were going to win. I I did say the Titans and were going to win. I said win, the Ravens were going to win, and I actually feel vindicated. Um, well, incredibly, I can't, much. I can't wait for this. I can't oh, wait for this. You can't. I can't. Mister, wait for this. Pay that man, Derrick Henry, <laughs> needs his money. This team's going to get on his back, and he's going to lead them to the promised land. And I kept saying all year, been saying it all year, mm-hmm. you cannot put all your faith in a running back. Okay. Even though I used to play in the—because he had 46 yards. He averaged okay. 1.8 yards a carry, and they lost the game. Okay. Now, Brennan,
2: do you—Derek Henry got, quote-unquote, paid. Do you know how much he got paid? How much did he get paid? He got paid 50 over four. Now, if we're going on merit, the highest paid person has the most to
0: contribute. Now,
2: you know how much Ryan Tannehill got paid?
0: Yes. Ryan
2: Tannehill. 118 over four. He gets paid more than double his price. So where was Ryan Tannehill? Huh? Actually. If you're going to put this all on Derrick Henry and say, don't pay your running back. Okay. Give show a quarterback on the team that is going to
0: produce. What did Ryan Tannehill do, Brennan? He went eighteen to twenty six for one hundred sixty five yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Did did that sound like winning football? No, it does not.
2: Actually, I do. That sounds. That, oh yeah, those numbers sound worse compared to the three hundred fifteen total yards that uh, Lamar Jackson gave us. And you tried to disrespect him and say he couldn't get the ball down the field. He had one less completion and on two less attempts, Brennan. And he has worse receivers. We've been talking about A.J. Brown and how great he's been all season. And he couldn't do a damn thing.
0: I know. That's true. It was. I I want to focus on the fact that the Ravens uh, kept themselves in this game. They actually came back from a 10-point deficit. First time they have done that in the Lamar Jackson era. They yes. were like O and six or O and eleven, something like that. If they're down by ten going into halftime, um, but they came back. They came back in a big, bad way. They came back before halftime. They tied it up yeah, ten. 0 with Lamar's touchdown run, forty-six
2: yards, where he covered seventy-three yards, I believe. Yeah, that total. was
0: that was a crazy run. But it was, was um, insane. It was odd because Tennessee's defense we knew it would be their Achilles' heel this year, <clears throat> and they had four sacks or something stupid, five like sacks. five sacks. Yeah um in this game and they had the least amount of uh quarterback sacks the entire season the worst team in the league when it came to getting pressure on the quarterback they had five sacks in this game seven qb hits so they were on lamar jackson they tried to run man for a little while um the problem with that is you can't turn your back to lamar jackson so when they tried (laughs) to run man that's when he broke off that 46 yard uh run for a touchdown. They had to switch back to zone. I was shocked how much they were in this game, how much they stayed in this game because of Lamar you Jackson. shocked? How, how much the Titans stayed in this game because, like you said, Derrick Henry wasn't doing anything. That's what I said. But Tannehill wasn't doing anything either, but they still kept the game close, which was weird to me because I thought Lamar Jackson would put up 40 on him after I saw that run.
2: Brennan, you are confusing me week to week because last
0: week you had the Titans winning and now you're shocked that they just hung around? I had the Titans winning until, and when it was 10-0, I felt pretty good about that. But when Lamar took off and no one could stop him, I thought, oh, this game's going to get ugly very quickly, but they were able to contain it. It's a a playoff game. Nothing's going to get out of hand
2: very quickly. Um, In Tennessee plays ball control they were able to not make long sustainable not good drives, but long drives that ended up deflating the air out of the ball and not allowing uh the ravens to get moving even further but um, we'll say we gotta talk about why didn't they go for it on fourth and two in Baltimore yeah, territory in the beginning of the fourth quarter
0: i I don't know I mean that was it was the most. I was listening to something earlier today and they said, like on a uh, they were using something called a cowardice scale, which I guess is a real thing <laughs> and it ranked right. like ninety nine point nine four percent on I think a cowardice scale said
2: that. that's not a real thing.
0: Oh, because I because the the uh, Ringer NFL show I was listening to earlier, they quoted it like it was a real thing. Real, oh, I got now I have to research. I thought reality was just doing a joke. I got to look this up. That's hilarious. I thought it was like a real thing, like the misery index, but it was <laughs> it was it's uh, it's indefensible. It's not something he should have done. Uh, brabel knows that. I think hindsight. You know, had they won the game, no one really would have mentioned it probably, or they would have mentioned it in passing, but. The fact that they lost and they were literally lost by a touchdown. Like if you keep yeah. that drive alive, you can win the game. So I, I, I thought it was ridiculous. I thought, and I, it was weird. Cause I thought I honestly, like we said last week, I honestly thought the Titans had the perfect blend of running game play action pass, you know, their defense was horrible this year, but that's good. They're going to be all right. And then, like I said, when Lamar took off for that run, 46 yards, like, and like, there's like three or four missed tackles on that. I was like, oh, yeah. like watching that, I, I know you don't believe in momentum, Joe, but watching that, I was like, oh, this game's over. Momentum is a fictional thing.
2: Um, but it, it, confidence is something that is true. I believe in confidence. And that gave the Ravens a lot of confidence, yeah. especially going into the half. Definitely. But um, I will say one thing. Uh, shout out to the Megacast by NFL Live crew yesterday, because I ended up watching that for most of this game, all of this game, actually. Um, and they pointed out the reason the Ravens were able to stop uh the Titans on defense was for the fact that they over committed to the run game. So yeah. they stacked the box. And then on the play action passes, they were fine. If Tannehill got the bootleg, they were going to pursue Henry until they knew he didn't have the ball. So when he did have the ball, they were all there to yeah, stop him. They so were all over him. It was honestly up to Tannehill to have a have a game like he did, not even not even last year. Because in the game last year, Henry was the difference maker. Um, Henry ended up going off for hundred plus. So Tannehill had to have a game to the likes of. Uh I can't even think of whom. Uh Baker Mayfield or something. Again yeah. we'll get to in a little bit. He had to have a better game than he had. He didn't show up and he didn't do what he needed to do. And that last interception was a killer.
0: Yeah, it was. And we expected that, but uh
2: and credit to credit to um the Ravens. I mean, I, I had talked shit about Greg Roman and not making adjustments and they Going into the second quarter, after Lamar threw that one trash, that was such a bad interception. Yeah. That ball just hung in the air. But after that, they were like, our identity is running the ball. Let's get back to running the ball. Let's not throw the script out. It's the first half. So they ended up making those adjustments. And then after A.J. Brown got that first touchdown, Marlon Humphreys was on him. They ended up switching Marcus Peters on him. And A.J. Brown was pretty much silenced for the rest of the game.
0: Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is that um, like you're talking about with the Henry situation, when you stack the box, like, like play action, whether people know this or not, that's a developing play. Like when you run play action, you have to fake the handoff. You normally are rolling or at least taking a, a five to seven drop. So like that has to develop. So a like if they're stacking the box and they're bringing pressure to try and get to Henry, even if Henry doesn't have the ball. Now you've got one, two, three people in the backfield rushing tan because they're back yeah, there. They're already there. <laughs> yeah. Because you're stacking the box trying to stop the run. So like play action is not like, oh, why doesn't he just dink and dunk? Like with play action, they're they're in the backfield because they assume you're gonna you're run allowing, it anyway. It's like
2: running a running back screen. You're allowing them in, you're yeah, sucking exactly. them in to try to get over them.
0: But so I, I do you think this is um do you wh- what I want to do this. I want to do this for every team. Just real quick. Where do you think for every losing team, at least do you think Tennessee's back in the playoffs next year? Cause there's always three or four teams that never make it back. Do you think they're back yeah. in the playoffs? Do you think, you know, they try to blow it up? Like, where do you think they go from here?
2: Um, they have to improve upon the defense. They got to get another weapon offensively. Cause Corey Davis has had struggles. and was pretty much a, a ghost yesterday. Um, spending a lot of time on the bench, honestly. Um, they, they have good tight ends, and that's really what kept them in the game early on because they were throwing to their tight ends and exposing uh, Baltimore safeties. Um, they made it last year. They improved upon it this year. I think they can be back depending on what um, the biggest leap that Jacksonville can make. Hmm. And uh, depending on what happens in Houston and uh, Indy, I, who knows
0: if Phillip's coming back or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they're back in the playoffs next year. I I yeah, don't think, I
2: think they can definitely win the division.
0: I think Deshaun's going to be out of Houston, which we'll get to later. And then um, I also think that uh, Rivers is done, which again, we'll get to that in a little bit, but I think, so I think it's going to be them and the Jags next year fighting right. for those playoff spots. Let's, right, let's m- get to the next game. Let's move on. Moving We're going to go to a lot of these games are, could be games of the week, but uh, yeah. The it's late the game. Every game is the game of the week. <laughs> late game Sunday. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Um, astonishing, shocking. Astonishing. I called this. I said Cleveland would win this game. Um, just so everybody I think out I there. Went is aware. Pittsburgh. I think I won Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, it was weird. Cleveland missing uh Kevin Stefanski, their head coach because of COVID protocols, missing uh their starting guard, missing a defensive player. Missing and, multiple, missing their offensive line coach. <laughs> yeah, they were missing their yeah. offensive line coach as well. Yeah. And Cleveland um, came out to a 21 to nothing lead against Pittsburgh. Uh, lead. I'm sorry. Yeah, 28 yeah. nothing against Pittsburgh in the first the half, first quarter, almost. First quarter. First, um, first quarter. This game got out of hand. Baker was not pressured nearly as much as he needed to be to This screw game started up. at 10.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was It starts um, with a fumble over the head of what 6'5 Ben Roethlisberger Which is odd because
0: Pouncey's been in the league, been his center Pouncey's since. Pouncy's been a all pro. Yeah, Pouncey's since he's been a, a, yeah, a, that was a pro weird. bowler.
2: It's so insane. But I'd like to note that not a lot of guff for Ben Roethlisberger not hopping on that ball, unlike we gave Cam Newton for not hopping on that ball. I'm just saying, you infer what you may. I'm just saying. I'm not hearing a lot about that. Not hearing a lot about that. Standing over that ball for quite some time. Yeah, there. he Big looked effect.
0: confused. Um, He's uh, like, that's uh, a ball. Should I get? The yeah, ball? Should I get yeah, should yeah, I yeah. get? yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um yeah this game uh was bad for Pittsburgh all around they could not get the offense going Ben threw it hang on i uh, let me pull it up i think it was 58 times or 60 times? times 68 68 times i knew there was an eight in there and somewhere we've
2: harped on uh the amount of pass attempts he's had in other weeks when he oh, had yeah. like 50-something, 40-something, 68 attempts in this game.
0: Yeah, that's that's not acceptable. And they've got good wide receivers. You know, he threw for over 500 yards, but he had four picks. And again, they did not pressure Baker because we've looked at the numbers, and I know we've talked about this before. Of course the numbers. If you can get pressure on Baker, like he'll he'll fuck something he'll up. He'll fold. He'll fold. Yeah. But they couldn't Most get any quarterbacks.
2: If you if you get around them, they're gonna get answered, They're gonna fold. They got nothing to him, and
0: he guess had how many times Baker was hit in was- this game? Zero. zero. Zero.
2: sacked zero, hit zero. He was playing with offensive lineman. He met that day. There was an yeah. offensive
0: lineman who drove to the game from Jersey. Yeah, it was. I honestly think, um, I, I, I had a feeling Cleveland might pull this game out. I predicted Cleveland to win this game. The Steelers have looked abysmal ever since, um, that loss to the Washington football team. Like they've just yeah. been out of sorts. Um, I think Pittsburgh's done. I think Ben is going to retire. Uh, the way he was yeah. looking on the sideline after the game, I think he's just done. Like it's getting to the point now where it's, and Tomlin every year does this. He's a fantastic coach. Coaches them up. Last year they went eight and eight with no quarterback. This year they go yeah. eleven and four going into the playoffs. You think they're going to make some noise? I'm sorry. Twelve but, and four. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Twelve and four. <laughs> uh, they were eleven and zero and then lost uh, four out of their last five. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But like it just it fell apart. And I you could blame COVID. You could blame the bye week situation. They got beat. Cleveland yeah, beat. beat them.
2: And it's the, it's easy to do when three of your five turnovers end up being for touchdowns.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then everyone knows about Cleveland's rushing game. The thing that's uh, astounding to me is like you're saying, like they bring these offensive linemen and some of them they've never even met them. And so Nick (laughs) Chubb goes for 4.2 yards a carry. Uh, Kareem Hunt goes for six yards a carry like two CDs. Yeah, this is this is uh, I don't know how they're going to do next week. But mm-hmm. shouts out to Cleveland, like they put it on Pittsburgh. And the one thing that's going to get lost in this, because it was twenty eight nothing, is that Pittsburgh came back. They were in this game, like they Pittsburgh came back, and it shows you that if they don't have those turnovers,
2: this game could go the other way just that easily.
0: Yeah, because they were in those it. Those
2: turnovers were just so egregious that they can never come back from it.
0: Which I didn't see so yeah, uh, um, happening. I thought they were going to lose the game, but I didn't see Big Ben throwing four picks.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't foresee that at all. Also, uh, the, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh, the Colts exploited uh, some of their defensive mismatches. They ended up putting Jarvis Landry in the slide. And a lot of times when he was in the slide, he was being covered by a linebacker. You can't.
0: Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> you said Colts, I know you meant the Browns though. The Browns. Damn it. You said Pittsburgh, then you said Colts. You <laughs> really are, oh, man. Uh, yeah, it was Baltimore Jarvis Colts. Landry was probably <laughs> one of watching this game in real time, Jarvis Landry was probably the thing that stuck out the most cuz some of these those some of those throws were way high or way low and he just goes out and gets them. Um definitely some Ewing theory potential right here with uh, no Odell Beckham what Jr. Is
2: your wing theory.
0: Yeah. What it's is a, Ewing theory? It's a Bill Simmons theory that he wrote about where uh, when Patrick Ewing left the Knicks, they actually had the, oh, their okay. best season. So it's saying, you know, the team rallies around the star, one of the star players getting injured or going out and end up playing better than they would with that star player.
2: Well, it's a, so is it Ewing theory with the coach too? I, yeah, I don't know. But I guess it's I theories say, I, all around. But I I, I I wanted to note that too. A lot of immediately when uh Odell went out, oh, they're better without Odell. Are they better without Stefanski? They went up 28-0. Yeah, that,
0: <laughs> that was weird too, especially cuz there was a lot of talk about like like we we've already mentioned. So it was I mean, it was good for them to win. I know my whole family's Cleveland Browns fans, so um happy for the Browns. I think it's over for the Steelers. I do not think they make the playoffs next year. In fact, no. I think I think they're in a whole rebuild now.
2: They have to rebuild. They got to go find their next quarterback, um, whether it be Deshaun, ooh, whether it be Carson, ooh, um, Carson's they going go to find, the Colts. Everybody got to find that. somebody.
0: Ooh, that's not well.
2: Um, they got to find somebody. pronto. Um, yeah. Well, Brennan, let's talk about let's talk about your favorite team.
0: My favorite team. Let's
2: talk about your favorite team, Brennan. The, the Jaguars
0: aren't in the playoffs. No, but
2: the Los Angeles Rams. My favorite team. To the Seattle Seahawks. Brennan, enlighten us.
0: Absolutely. So this, um, the Los Angeles Rams are my go-to, are my secondary team. Obviously, everyone knows the Jaguars are my favorite team, but I love this the way the Rams, team,
2: the Lions are second. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I do
0: love the way the Rams play, uh, especially with that defense. Um, so real quick for those of you listening who maybe were under a rock during the playoffs, the Los Angeles Rams decided to start Warford uh, because Warford. John Wofford. There's an L yes. in there. It always throws me off. But uh, Jared Goff had surgery on Thursday. Three pins were put into his thumb. Yeah, 12 the, days prior to this game. Yeah, the Thursday before. And then um, so they're going to start Wofford, Uh And uh, on the second series, he gets fucked up by Jamal Adams. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ends up uh, getting uh, taken to the hospital for MRIs and x-rays. So in comes Jared Goff. Now couple of things i do want to mention real quick i called this game 100% i called this the mm-hmm, rams defense was enough to carry them greg don't roll your eyes at me like that i called this game uh, <laughs> the rams defense was enough to carry them we all knew that we all saw the trend with seattle how their d de- uh, their offense the, the last trend
2: that i pointed out now yes, i want to say
0: i didn't get the
2: game right i went with seattle But I did tell you last week that in the last six, in the last eight games, only two times did they get over twenty-eight points. And again, they did not meet that threshold. And again, turnovers and pressure was the downfall of this team. It was pressure Uh, all
0: the way. Pressure, man. They were pressure. Five sacks,
2: ten quarterback hits. They were all on
0: Russ. Yeah, and it was um, it was it was. Russell Wilson dropped back 27 times to throw the ball. And didn't he only complete 11 or something? Yeah, only completed 11. But I'm saying you're going to drop back, say, 30 times, but you're going to get hit 15 of those times. That's not a good day for the quarterback. I don't know what happened. Pete Carroll was letting Russ cook in the first nine to six games yeah, of the Russ season. Russ is sous chef. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was bad because working on could, that one all week. You can tell, <laughs> but you could tell Pete Carroll was like, "No, we're going to go back to the run. We're going to go back to the old school Smash Mouth. We're going to run the." It's like that's not Russell Wilson had fantastic numbers the first six weeks. MVP he had fantastic caliber numbers,
2: and then like we, like I said last week. After that Bills game where he ended up getting popped every drop back similar to this game, they completely restructured the offense. And I think to yep. the detriment of his timing with his receivers, and they went completely run heavy.
0: Yeah, they went run heavy again. Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. He's been doing it for 40 Running years defense, as a coach. That's what he loves. Yeah, and that's why they lost the game. Aaron Donald went out, <clears throat> excuse me, with an injury, and they did not slow down at all. They was still at getting all. pressure on Russell Wilson. I know that uh, they're going to go. The Rams are going to go against the Packers next week, and everyone's thinking, "Oh, Aaron Donald's not that healthy," and the Packers have a great offense. I've been saying this. I've been saying this since we started doing this podcast. The Rams have invested so much in that defense that I think. Jalen Ramsey. Don't can, do
2: it. Don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. Don't I'm just do going to say Brennan, this. Don't do it. Brennan, I love you. Don't
0: do this. Jalen Ramsey's can shut Jalen Ramsey can shut down the number one uh, option for any quarterback on any team. And Aaron Donald can get to the quarterback. So I think that is a recipe for, I don't know, maybe making a little bit of uh noise in this playoffs. That's Brennan. all I'm going to say. Okay. That's stop it there. I'm going to stop it there. um, I'm not going to dig myself into a hole. I want to give you a
2: shout out because either Troy Aikman has been listening to the show or he's copying you. Because I don't know if you were listening to the broadcast, but he said on numerous occasions, Aaron Donald might be the best player in the league. You know what? Yeah. He should be a Candidate for MVP instead of just defensive player. Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah. I was like, listen listens doing to the this? show. Yeah, I was you, like, you did you no know, know, know Joe Buck did he get into, he sneak his way into the booth? What just happened here?
0: Yeah, I've been saying it all year, and even when we had that discussion halfway through the season about who our MVP candidates were, Aaron Donald he was on the top it, of my it list. Yes, I did. Uh, that man, wrecks Games. He uh, and it's weird because his stats won't show it all the time, but he's getting he triple teamed. He got two. Yeah, stats oh, yeah, yeah. He was all over middle. the place. All right. We're going to move on to the other three games. All right. These other three games kind of ended up just exactly how we, they, we thought they were. So we're not going to take too much time on these, but we will both. No, you did. You did jump on a ledge for one of them, but we'll get to that. I get I, to I did. I did. <laughs> uh, But uh, New Orleans, Chicago, uh, game started off a little wonky, uh, but ended up just how we thought it would. Joe, you got anything to add about this? What about Drew Brees? Um, I'm not going to
1: take
2: any shots at Drew. Uh, It was good to see uh, Michael Thomas back on the field. Good to see Alvin Kamara out of protocol. But what I wrote down was this game was a dud. So I actually flipped over to the Nickelodeon broadcast. And you know what? (laughs) Not bad. It was pretty Uh, cool, right? It was pretty cool. Nate Burleson and uh, Noah Eagle, I Eagle's son, um, they were doing the broadcast and they were essentially explaining the game to kids in kid fashion, which I thought was pretty cool. And they had a a Nickelodeon star, Gabrielle Green, with them, who was essentially the voice of the kids. She's very young herself. And uh, yeah, it was, you know what? If I was a kid watching Nickelodeon, I would have enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, the the graphics and the slime and all that was a little much, but it was cute.
0: Yeah, it was it was an interesting game. Uh, final score: New Orleans wins twenty one to nine against the Bears. Uh, just big shout out to my man CJ GJ. Uh, getting another guy kicked off of the team or kicked out of the game. Excuse me.
2: Oh, he got somebody else kicked out of the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: CJ uh, Gardner-Johnson ended up getting another player ejected. Another bear. Another, yeah. So the New Orleans Saint corner, who Michael Thomas punched in the face, who we talked about earlier this year, got into a fight on the sideline, and then uh, got another guy ejected. Did it again, man. That's Broward County. Stand up. Shouts Stand out. Up
2: but um, is that all I wanted to say? Oh, and shout out to Jimmy Gray University of Miami just running off the field after that touchdown.
0: Yeah. Was, well, that and was then, funny. Um, <laughs> New Orleans was without their uh, leading sack artist Trey Hendrickson. Shout out uh, FAU. Hey, shout out. But he was out with the neck injuries, but he will be back next week. So we'll see what happens. One more road. Ah! This all right. is the game. <laughs> Buffalo, Indianapolis, brother, you seem eager to talk about it. Go ahead. I'll let you go first. Um, no, just this game was a lot closer than um, I think uh, people anticipated. The Bills have looked like a buzzsaw going like they were destroying people going into this game. Uh, they end up winning Buffalo Bills, 27 Indianapolis Colts, 24. Uh, I think Philip Rivers will be done after this season with the Colts. Uh, so I think the Colts are going to try and get Carson Wentz as much as they can. Um <laughs> Josh Allen looked, uh, looked good, like did exactly <laughs> what you needed him to do. But it's his growth this season, we talk about it all the time. His growth this season has been fantastic. No,
2: his growth this season has been uh, something I've never seen. I've never seen a quarterback improve so much from year three to year four.
0: Exactly. And this was one of those weird things where you thought, okay, Philip Rivers year or year Josh four. Allen year three, but I know what you meant. Okay, two to three, sorry. Um, but you thought Philip Rivers or Josh Allen or both are going to throw that pick. We know they're going to throw that pick. And neither of them did. I was I was waiting for Philip to do yeah, it. Yeah, me the too, time. especially in the, the waning waiting. moments. But yes. uh, it was a great game. Wait, I was how in,
2: did, What happened? How did it end again?
0: Uh, Hail Mary. Uh, Philip Rivers chucked That's it up. That's right. Okay. Yeah, okay. but I it didn't like, even I reach the it? end zone.
2: I was like, I swore he had an opportunity to throw that interception. Yeah, they <laughs> I honestly
0: thought they would do it on that last drive. Um, but Buffalo stood tough. Buffalo's defense has not been as good as have they've have been in the past few years, but mm-hmm. they they held, you know, they held on. Um, like Joe says all the time, yeah, yeah, and this day other and age, teams I mean, play holding- defense too. In this day and age, holding somebody to 24 is kind of like a, a victory for the defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially with the way that they play now. But I thought – I we were talking about this in pre-pro. I kind of wanted to move this game up, but decided against it because it was chalk. Buffalo Bills ended up winning. We all thought they were going to win, so – that's what it um,
2: is. Two things I want to point out. Uh, so happy this game that I end on that uh, fumble replay, yeah. even though I felt like it was a fumble. But once it went, once it got called not a fumble, I don't want to see it reverse in that moment and be decided by the uh, officials. And the other thing, Brennan. Yes. Um, are you not going to bring up Frank Wright's decision to go for it on
0: fourth and four instead of kicking the field goal? I thought... Um Yeah, I thought that was odd. I mean, I understand what he's trying to do, but like at the same time, you take the points, you lost by three. Like that's the game.
2: Does that down and distance sound familiar to you by any chance? Why would it? Fourth and four just a week ago. Kalen Hurts also couldn't complete a touchdown pass on a fourth and four when given the opportunity. Frank Reich, disciple of Doug Peterson, just saying. Doug wasn't trying to throw that game, because that would mean that would mean Frank Wright was trying to throw this
0: game. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. You brought it full circle. Okay, well, just saying. Just yeah, saying. I think they're all in cahoots together. <laughs> One more round. <laughs> One more round.
2: <laughs> oh man! All right. The final game in this uh, odd slot was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington Football Team and the new superstar known as Trey. No, I don't Taylor. know his name. Taylor Heineke. There Taylor me. Heineke. I'm say Trey H- Hendrickson. <laughs> that is the Taylor Saints superstar. Taylor Heineke. Brennan, are you on the Taylor Heineke bandwagon? Uh,
0: I think he's going to get paid to be a backup, uh, which is good because he was out of the league. Um, Not much to say about this game. I was shocked that it was as close as it was. Tom Brady did not have awesome. Were you shocked
2: because you thought Washington was going to win the game, Brent?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of hoping Washington would win the game. (laughs) You know me. I love rooting for an underdog. So uh, Brady had 40 attempts in this game, which is crazy because he only completed 22 of them. But that Bruce Arians offense is all about taking big shots down the field. Um, I thought Leonard Fournette, as much as it pains me to say this, looked good uh, with his power running. But yeah, the Washington football team, uh, I mean, they hung tough. Everyone thought with Taylor Heineke starting and, you know, that it was going to, could turn into a blowout, but he looked good. I mean, he definitely looked competent. I think he's going to get uh, like kind of a chase Daniel situation where he'll be their backup for a while, but I think um, Alex Smith is going to try and play another full season next year. And that's who they'll go with as the starter. Really? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Oh, I think he retires. No, you I don't think, rehab, you don't rehab that hard to come back th- to play one year.
2: I think this was the year this was all it was for. It was to get the one year stay healthy for a season, prove yourself you can do it. He don't need to come back. I I've been having a theory by the way. Um, he's had that sleeve on that repaired leg since it's been repaired. We do not know what's on that leg. I think he has a robotic leg. (laughs) I think he has a robotic leg. He hasn't shown us the leg. I think he has a robotic leg.
0: He might. They might have amputated it and put the the robot leg in there. I think he's putting castor oil in the leg. I don't think he has a calf strain. I think
2: he ran out of oil.
0: (laughs) Rusty. You ran out of oil. What do you think of... uh that uh, first-round defensive line of the Washington football team in this game? Um, They looked good. They got to Brady on numerous occasions. Um, Yeah, three sacks, seven hits. Brady looked a little uh, flustered there for a little bit.
2: Brady looked a bit flustered, but Brady composed as uh, one who has done this many times. He ended up hitting the plays that he needed to. hit Antonio Brown a couple times, got that. Done and dealt with. Um Mike Evans looked
0: great, and I didn't even think he was gonna play in this game because I didn't of his think his he was injury.
2: gonna play. After that injury, when I saw that injury, I was like, ooh, bully. But um, yeah, it, it somehow it was only just a hyper extension and he was able to come back and play and he looked solid. Chris Godwin
0: looked phenomenal. Um, other than those the most important drops receiver. that he had.
2: <laughs> you know what? You got me there. Well, it was weird because um, they were talking
0: in the broadcast about how Tom Brady said that he's his most reliable, he has the or excuse me, Brady said, I guess, to the broadcast. Uh, guys that he has the best hands out of anyone he's ever played with ever in his entire career and well, as he's saying that he <laughs> dropped like two passes in a row
2: well I will um, I don't I don't want to give them a pass luckily they won but I'll give them a pass and say all those guys outside of AB first time in the playoff out yeah. of AB no, and agree, uh, yeah. Gronk in the receiving core these guys this is the biggest game they've played in, in the NFL
0: yeah that's true <laughs>
2: So I mean jitters are a thing. I mean, everybody's human at the end of the day. Um, but no, he ended up hauling what two touchdowns in? Yep. Godwin. Yeah. So
0: no, he had uh, one touchdown, Antonio Brown had the other. Um, okay. Then Leonard Fournette had one on the ground. Got it. I thought he had two.
2: Um, but yeah. So 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 wow. So our outlook for Washington for you is Alex Smith returns. I think they gotta go yeah. start looking now.
0: No, I think Alex Smith comes back. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs next year though, because Dak Prescott's back, you know, everything that's going on with Philly. You know, I feel like in the playoffs, Philly can't be ravaged by injuries that much every year.
2: And then the last three years,
0: this the, <laughs> the Giants are going to come back in a big, bad way. Danny Dimes is going to have another not, year David under Jones his belt. Is still
2: their quarterback.
0: He's going to have another you, year under why his, why his belt. Why you guys
2: keep believing and he's Saquon good Barkley
0: is one of the greatest running backs and of all he'll time. he'll get hurt again. Like he's had the last I three I don't like seasons. your negativity, Joe. Your goddamn negativity.
2: <laughs> it's NFC, so I have to do this. It's on brand <laughs> I know you here, do. I
0: so know. I wanna, see these teams the most. Do you want to talk about real quick? Do you want to talk about what's going to happen next week?
2: Next week, let's do it. Rapid All fire. Right. So uh, we got Los
0: Angeles Rams, the sixth seed going against the Green Bay Packers, the number one Green seed. Green Bay Packers, too cold. Aaron Donald can't breathe with broken lungs. Nope. I think the Los Angeles Rams are going to take that game. You next are game. Madden. Number five Tampa Bay Bucks are going to be at the New Orleans Man. Saints. <laughs> In a dome, both teams in a dome, I think the Saints look
2: more, mm, I can't say they look more explosive. This game's going to come down to defense, and I think the Rams, the Rams, Jesus Christ, the Saints have the better defense, and they're going to get to Brady even more so than the football team did. Uh, Hopefully, Trey Henderson's back, because that will help that a lot, and uh, he has a lot to say about Bruce Arians talking shit about him early in the season. You'll tell them about that, but uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, the Saints are known to. Have random spurts of brain farts in the playoffs. So, uh, I'm this one's gonna kill me. Uh, I'm gonna go. With the I Saints. Love how you're little... the
0: one who said rapid fire.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> you're going with the Saints? I'm going with the Saints. I got Tampa Bay. Um, Baltimore Ravens at Buffalo Bills. Number five, Baltimore Ravens at number two, Buffalo. I'm gonna go
2: Baltimore.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Buffalo in that one too. And then number six, Cleveland said Browns. Buffalo.
2: I said Baltimore.
0: Oh, you said Baltimore? I said Baltimore. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm taking Buffalo. Wow, okay. we're complete off. We're gonna have yes. a lot to talk about next week. Cleveland Browns at Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City. That's the only <laughs> yeah, game we agree on this week. <laughs> All right, baby. We are moving on to the NCAA <laughs> national, <laughs> NCAA 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 national NCAA. championship game that was this evening. Uh, Timestamp for everybody listening. Uh, not much to say. Alabama put it on them. Do you have anything you want to add to this?
2: Um, I Once the game was scheduled, um, I said Alabama was going to win. Yeah. I thought Alabama was going to win big because Alabama has played a full season. Uh, Ohio State had not. They also had protocol issues. Um, I think I read uh, Trey Fields Sermon. Was hurt too. Justin Fields was uh, apparently had took a mean shot last game. Again, I don't know because I'm not watching, but then I also got an update that uh, the running back that was playing well for Ohio State who came from Oklahoma, I believe, Greg, Yeah, um, he ended up getting sent to the hospital. So that's another key player out. So, um, yeah, Alabama is just a juggernaut, man. Yeah, Alabama
0: is <laughs> the dominant team. This I saw this coming. I thought they were going to win by 30. Um, they won by 28. So Alabama's rolling, federated. baby. So, yeah. Yep. All right.
2: Moving on. That's it. That's the end of the college football season. It's Brent, I have a question.
0: Yes, sir. Was it worth it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> what? <Okay>. No. <laughs> I am in full agreement with you because this, this shit was ridiculous with the COVID and kids getting sick and fans in the stands that well what was that the texas AM and game i watched yeah. in like week three yeah. they had like the stands were packed it was it was dumb i don't think they should even play the season but oh, it's over now. sorry i just remembered this and i i'm so
2: mad i didn't remember this earlier um meltdown from coaches how did we not remember Dan Mullen after that game saying, oh, yeah. I want the swap to be packed like this, and then not being able to play for the next three weeks because he and his team got ravaged by COVID? Yeah, I that forgot about one that. Of
0: the that was a great
2: slash funnier things to happen that the last year,
0: yeah. But this is, I mean. We'll see what happens next year. Hopefully, with the vaccine out and everything, we can get back to a little bit of semblance of normal. A but little bit
2: of normalcy because I want to watch Miami because now we have two quarterbacks. I yeah, like you it. do. He came <laughs> back. The king came back. I think he should have come back because he
0: broke his ACL now, so he might as well just go. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to, uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the NBA is playing games even during all this football.
2: Yes, NBA is in full swing.
0: Brett, I wrote this. I don't know if you did any looking up of it. No, I was just looking. I was just browsing around for what you wrote because Kyrie West is a conundrum within himself. <laughs> Kyrie is a conundrum within a
2: conundrum within a flat earth, within a within a <laughs> monocle. What within did he do now? a thesaurus. So with the events, I'm going to do a Brennan here. I'm teasing the tease. That's That's incredible. Kyrie in the in the, with the events that took place last Wednesday, as I'll get to in my walk off, um, he ins- decided to take the next couple of days off for personal reasons. He it was weighing heavy on him, but in Kyrie fashion, he couldn't do it the way that would
0: have been the least resistance. Oh, you mean he couldn't just shut the fuck up and take the time off?
2: Brennan, that's way too aggressive. That was <laughs> way too aggressive. All right. No, he didn't make a statement. He he was quiet. But he texted his teammates saying that he wasn't coming, but he didn't text any of his coaches or upper management to say that he wasn't oh, coming Oh, really? So the team wasn't the, the team was informed by the players that Kyrie wasn't showing up wow. to work. And it just looked away. With how the season started once they hired Nash, and he was like, Any of us could be the coach. We didn't have no coach. So it's like, You might want to inform the coach that you're not going to show up. Man, I'm just, you know, I can get behind while you're taking a personal day, but. Just, you know, call in to work and say I'm taking a personal day. <laughs> I honestly
0: thought you were going to go the other way with that. I thought you were going to say he texted his teammates and said, hey, everyone should be taking Oh, no. That's, <laughs> that's honestly why I was like, got so aggressive because I was like, what the, <laughs> what the hell did he do now? Uh, that's why you should yeah, look it up. <laughs> he's, um, he's an interesting cat. He, he
2: does the right. He's just the wrong messenger. That's what the thing. Because he everything he's done, he's gone about it. Not everything, (laughs) but there's a lot of things he's done where he's gone about it the right way. He ended up when he took off, uh, he didn't go to the bubble and then he ended up donating uh, money to the WNBA players who weren't going to their bubble and stuff like that. He's he's uh, his mom has Native American roots and he uh, ended up helping them uh, supplying them with masks and stuff during the the pandemic. Like he does a lot of good things. But then his messaging is just always not on par with the
0: efforts he's making.
2: And that is the conundrum that is Kyrie Irving, as you call him, West.
0: (laughs) He's an interesting cat. He's really good at basketball. It's just sometimes I think, think, to be honest with you, I know I'm really hard on him because I don't think he's a very good leader, but I think in his heart, he's trying to do the right thing. I just think he goes about it the wrong way and then it gets misconstrued. And then sometimes I think he's just straight up a dick, but- yeah, sometimes like, he's like you said. Like he does the right thing, but it's just because he's can be aggressive and because he's can be seen as combative when he does the right thing, but then doesn't give a, a what the media would portray as a right reason. You know, they immediately attack him, which I don't think is, is fair. But he did sometimes it to himself. He, he
2: gives the air of I know more yeah, than everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to say it, but yes, he 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 feels like he's. He's a weird combination of uh as Pablo Torre calls it, the uh YouTube, YouTube university of conspiracy theories and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also went to Duke, which is very good. So he he feels <laughs> like he's smarter than everybody.
0: <laughs> and he's
2: getting a so, lot of
0: his information from ten year olds on YouTube.
2: Yeah, it's so it's upsetting.
0: It's very odd. Um, you wanted to talk about the East. <laughs> the East, Brennan the difference a week
2: makes. Yes. Uh Philadelphia has lost three straight and they've dropped from 1 to 3. Um are you looking at the teams that are in the Eastern Conference playoff picture right now? Now it's early yes, folks. I, I know, I know,
0: but Boston Celtics are leading the Eastern Conference right now. It's Celtics are number 1.
2: Charlotte is in Charlotte's a, in 6 with a winning record.
0: Your Orlando
2: you Your Orlando Magic. My Orlando Magic of five, baby. With a winning record, even though they're on a three-game skid. And I don't
0: think they're going to make it now that Markel Fultz is hurt. I know. I can't uh, believe that. that. was so hard to see, especially because he's been playing so I well know, this season. I know. He seems like a good kid.
2: The Now, when I wrote this earlier, the Knicks were in. But now the Knicks lost today. So they're out. Yeah, so they're out. Probably they're, they're on the
0: outside looking in. Half game behind. Outside
2: looking in. Brooklyn still, again, on the outside looking in after the, the two weeks now. Um, yep. and the Hawks at 500 getting the ship right today with a win. Uh, yeah, the East is going to be
0: interesting, man. It's odd because the Toronto Raptors are the second worst team in the East. And a lot of people had them going into the playoffs. I mean, like you said, it's early, not. but I didn't have them going into the playoffs either, but it is early. Um, but it is, it is interesting to see how this uh, the landscape is working out. And now, meanwhile, on the West, I thought the Oklahoma City Thunder would be garbage, and they're in the playoff picture right now, yeah. and the Lakers are dominating.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which it's I think we all making saw coming. a
2: Big leap this year. Um, and Golden State, man, I spoke way too soon. Golden State has – Steph is like, man, y'all, y'all done disrespected me yeah. all the way up, God dang. That Jordan meme
0: uh, all over again. I took yeah. that personally.
2: He took that super personally. I think the team that has shocked me with their poor performance so far out of the West, because the Nuggets are out, but I think they're only like a half game back. Yeah, they're going to be fine. Houston, this whole games hardened situation has ruined this franchise. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to come back. I thought they'd even. I thought they'd have a like good face. Like even when Carmelo made a stink and left Denver in the middle of the season, season he didn't make such a stink that Denver wasn't a playoff team. Yeah. And when they made those trades, they got back valuable pieces, like good pieces, like pieces. If he would have just waited the offseason and went to sign to the Knicks, the Knicks would have been a championship team. With yep. him, Amari, Wilson, Chandler, uh, Danilo Gallinari, they would have been a championship team, and they would have been on the forefront of positionless basketball. But Melo made a stink, left early, and then the Nuggets got a back, got back a ton of pieces, um, and Harden has screwed all that possibility up. Yeah, with absolutely. Everything he's
0: done. Well, the, the thing that kind of bothers me a little bit about it is like I understand of sucks. That's yeah. what Marcus. Um, Take a little pride in what you're doing, though, man. Like, come on. He has pride when he's on the floor, but no, then- I know, I know that. But I'm just saying, as an organization, like, how no. you, how, you know what I mean? Like, I understand things are rough. I understand things are rocky. I understand Harden wants out of there. But you guys have been in the playoff hunt and in and, in and, and contention the last four four years, five years, and now you're the second worst team in the West at three and five, like crazy. Y'all got to get it together. Get a little pride amongst yourselves. Crazy man. Crazy. Um, Hey, did you hear about the G League, what they're doing? What is the G League doing? They are now moving into a bubble in Orlando, Florida. The G League will be playing in a bubble. This is COVID basketball.
2: Oh, that's not what the COVID basketball I put on there was.
0: Oh, that's not Oh, I honestly thought that's
2: what you were doing. That is some good information. there. I was trying to to be a
0: fantastic host and segue right into it. What did you put COVID basketball on there for?
2: I put it on there because the NBA this this year is not in a bubble for the duration of the season. And we are now seeing some of the effects of not being in a bubble. They that play the with NBA an eight-man roster. Deal with. People playing with eight-man roster. Three games have now been postponed. Uh, I think the NBA will be able to move through this because uh, they are better at scheduling than the NFL, obviously. So, I think they're factoring this in and putting going to have makeup games down the line, whereas the NFL, it's hard to do that, obviously.
0: Yeah, you um, have more of an opportunity to do that in the NBA because not everyone's playing on the same day.
2: Exactly. And the NFL, you only play once a week. But um, but the thing with the NFL, I think the NFL should have added a week 18 just in case something like the Browns happen and then you can have everybody quarantined for a week and then get everybody ready for the fall. It uh, didn't week. matter for the but Browns. That's beyond the, point. <laughs> yeah, that's beyond the point. But yes, no, the NBA is having to uh, deal with the ramifications. Like everyone else has dealt with MLB, the NFL. We'll see what happens with hockey, even though they're doing even more, even an even insular version of um, it's not a bubble per se, but they're keeping, uh, Travel very restricted. Um and that kicks off this Wednesday, folks. Uh, hockey's back. Um uh, may have a special guest next week to talk hockey with Greg. Um we may. We'll see what happens. Um Greg's not showing his face this week, but he'll be back next week. Don't best believe it, folks. Um but yeah, that is COVID basketball. You got something to say, Greg?
1: Well, i I'll be there for the quick kids in a
0: second. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll bring yeah. my face Speaking back. of,
0: bring it on home, Greg. I we surprised
2: that quick. And quick, Hits. Quick hit.
0: <laughs> I like the basketball graphic. Boom! Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> quick hit. And yeah. he's back from the shadows. It's going to be the segment where our producer L. Greg asks us uh, some questions. Take it away, L. Al Greg.
1: All right, guys. Your Philadelphia Eagles. Joe fired Doug Peterson today. Kind of a shift to what they were saying, <laughs> even last week, but. What's your take on that? Where do they go from here? Um, First, I want to hear from Brennan. I want to hear from Brennan because Brennan
2: came at me. Brennan came at me. I don't uh, like when Brennan comes at me. I, I get, I get, I become an animal. I, I, my ears, <laughs> my, my neck goes up to, my shoulders go up to, out, what to my happened. neck. And,
0: and, uh, I just can't believe, defensive. I can't believe they got rid of him. Uh, like oh, Greg said, even last week they were talking about keeping him, uh, Guy just won a Super Bowl. Guy just won a Super Bowl. But this is what happens when you alienate your entire quarterback room. Um, Yeah, but normally you get five years of leeway on a Super Bowl. This is what happens when you alienate your entire quarterback room. Your vice president of player personnel goes to the Jets, and your real offensive guru of that team goes to the Colts. Then your true colors come through, and this is what happens. I think this couldn't have happened sooner. That's my opinion.
2: Okay, I thought I was gonna have to do a lot more defending. I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna browbeat us for getting rid of our coach. Uh, no, so not I mean, at all. He should, he should be gone. I because you, 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 when you hit me. And the reason I became defensive where you were like, "Wow, three years after getting the Super Bowl," Bubba, I was like, "Oh man, you're gonna say we just, made the wrong decision?" No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> I think it's the right decision, and I'm proud of the Philadelphia Eagles for making that decision. Because normally, like I said, normally teams give a coach about five, you know, five years of leeway. I mean, you just win the Super Bowl, but it's clear that Doug Peterson didn't win that Super yeah, Bowl. Look
2: at uh, he lost it, but look at uh, how long Dan Quinn got to keep that job yeah. after that Super Bowl,
0: and he lost. Yeah, like. <laughs> (laughs) You said he lost it. it. yeah. Yeah. So I honestly am proud of the Philadelphia Eagles for moving on, only because I'm sure Doug Peterson's a great guy and everything. I don't know him personally, but I'm only saying that because – of everything we talked about this whole season, between the injuries, guess what? Everyone else was injured too. And the COVID now I stuff. I wish
2: I knew you. Uh, this was your stance. I would have done way less research to defend the firing.
0: I'm very sorry <laughs> you, you dumped all that time into it because I'm with I you. I looked man. up DVO. Hey, is really?
2: real? <laughs> No. I like the I, their DVOA
0: compared to the Colt's DVOA no, since I, Frank Wright went there. I can't I completely <laughs> I completely agree with you. We are on the same side on this. <sighs> That's the problem with yes. texting. You can't convey tone. So you probably yeah, thought, you can't convey tone. I was being sarcastic. You probably thought I was trying to be an asshole.
2: All right, then now now I can talk freely. Um, yes, he was let go. Uh, he had to be let go. He alienated not one, but two quarterbacks in the quarterback room. Um, if you believe some reports, but you know, Jason Kelsey contradicts some of the de- defense wasn't happy about the Nate Sudfield thing, even though I still contend. Jalen Hurts wasn't going to, uh, even if you keep Jalen Hurts in the game, he he wasn't going to win the game. Um, so either die with who got you there or just die. Um Anyway, um, but yeah, no, Doug Doug had to move on. Uh, the great Larry Bird said a coach really has three years before he loses the locker room, and he got a Super Bowl within those three, and then since that Super Bowl, he's lost the entire locker room. Um, I hope Deuce Staley is a real candidate because the players seem to love him, and he's uh, stayed on through different coaching regimes now. Um, I'd also like them to... Look at the same hiring process they took to get Doug, uh, get the guy next to Andy. Andy, who was here for 12 years, and that would happen to be Eric Bieniemy, who still hasn't gotten a coaching job offer yet. Um, only interviews. Um, so, yeah, no, um, there's a lot of viable options. Uh, also, if we're trying to repair uh, Carson Wentz, go look at uh, Dable who's the OC for the bills. And if we want to go defensive because, uh, Schwartz is said he's retiring most, uh, most Salah, most shout out to Liverpool. Even though I don't like Liverpool, I'm a Fulham fan, uh, Robert Salah, the DC for, uh, the Niners. Uh, that is also a valuable option. And then you can get an OC to work closely with the quarterback. room. Boom.
1: All right, right, next one, Greg. So you guys, the the Jags have the number one pick in the draft. Do they draft Lawrence, or they go after the uh, Deshaun Watson, who's having some issues with his ownership and management in Houston, and is willing to uh, seek a
0: trade if necessary? Do you? Yeah, this whole thing is kind of crazy. This this is this came out this week. Deshaun Watson apparently was told by upper management that he would have input in the GM hiring process. And then they just didn't do that. So it's one thing to say, hey, you're a player. You know, we're going to go our own way. It's another thing to say, hey, we do want your input. But it's the worst thing to lie straight to your franchise quarterback to his face. Yeah. Yeah. so he's upset. Um, the, uh, it was a quote came out today that if on a scale of one to 10, he was about a two when they traded D hop. Cause you know, everyone knew O'Brien and D hop didn't get along. He's at about a 10 now. Um, so I think the, the, the reason I put this in the quick hits was because there's talk about the capital that the Jacks have being able to trade for, uh, Watson or do you draft Trevor Lawrence? Now, this is a conundrum because I think Deshaun Watson is, can be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he is a top 10, maybe even a top five some weeks, but the the, so enticing, the unknown about Trevor (laughs) Lawrence about like, this guy could be the next blank John Elway, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Like that's so enticing. So I understand why this is a conundrum, but as I've talked about many times before in this podcast, it's a 50-50 shot for first round quarterback. So I would take, I honestly would pain me to do this, especially if Trevor Lawrence turned into something. I would take Deshaun Watson.
2: Whoa. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Um, I think this is a far-fetched idea because Deshaun has a no trade clause. um, And I think they would be derelict in their duty to trade him within division. Yeah, that's true. Um, So yeah, uh, Deshaun, disgruntled superstar, you can say right now. Um not only, not only did he, they say he was going to have input, but they hired a search firm which a lot of these teams do or whatever, Consulting to find edge. a GM candidate and they brought back uh Amir Khan, Omar Khan, sorry. And uh Deshaun wanted Lou Rick to be interviewed. Both guys were interviewed. Uh, they were just about to offer Omar Khan uh, the job, but then they went with the guy who was working for the Patriots that they tried to get two years ago, but they couldn't because of tampering. And they got him this year, so yeah, that was a what whole was weird the situation. point of the search? <laughs> and you know the guy who did that hiring? Uh, that guy I think We lost Joe.
0: So we lost Joe. We, for oh now. no, we lost Joe. Lost? I'm here. It was a very weird situation. I'm here. Um, no.
2: What's yeah. happening?
0: So I think he's I right there. Anything. I don't think they're going to trade him outside no. of the. What do you think, Greg?
1: What's happening? I think if he, I mean, he's got a he the no trade clause is for him. If he decides he I'm wants secure. to be traded, then he'll let him. Yeah, he can. He, he, he can trade. waive that no oh. trade clause so, if he wants. I mean, uh, I, I think he's got to get out of there because it's. Two, two years in a row he has issues. I mean, I think he just needs yeah, a new season. And that brings up our Definitely. next topic I also as well. It's because people are talking about a straight up trade for Tua. And
0: uh, let us let me switch over here. Technical difficulties, everybody. Give us a moment.
1: Lawrence I mean, I've been trading Watson for Tua for a swap between the Dolphins and the Texans. How do you feel about that one?
0: I think that's interesting because uh, Tua being the number five overall pick when everyone thought it was tanking for Tua the year before. um, I think that's a I honestly think that's a viable option. I don't think the Dolphins are going to do it, though, because the Dolphins have like once you feel like you have your quarterback and I know they don't know if they do or not. But like you you have so many other pieces that you can invest in in the draft. You know what I mean? Like between offensive linemen and getting that the defense is already great, maybe adding a few more pieces there. Like it doesn't make sense. Like you just use the fifth pick. Like it doesn't make sense to me to uh Joe's back, everybody. Joe's doesn't back. It doesn't make sense to me to just trade away to a tongue of a Joe, what's your what's what's your oh, thing about I the two uh situation? Oh man,
2: well, You weren't supposed to go on. We you, you, you gonna make it You're gonna we make, make it we were supposed everything? to go wow. on. The show continues. We we're in the middle of a conversation,
1: so That's all right. No, just we leave it all in. Leave it game. all in. That's well, perfect.
2: The last thing I was gonna say. Yeah You kept, kept recording, recording you right? Kept recording? Yeah, right. just leave the it all thing in. I was going to say was um oh man, you're gonna hear me talk about you. I'm gonna just bleep my whole audio up. I talked a lot of shit about you. Um I'm joking, obviously. Jack <laughs> Did you not
1: know you were gone? I
2: didn't know until I heard, Joe's gone. I was like, "What? I can hear you guys. What's happening? Um, But Jack Easterby is in charge in uh, Houston, and he worked his way up from the team chapel position for the Patriots. And now he's running things, which is quite an interesting trajectory for one who was a team chapel. Anyway, Tua. Okay. I don't think they should trade him. Now, this only comes up because Watson has a no trade clause. And uh, Chris Morrison reported that one of the teams he's willing to give it up, uh, relinquish it, waive it for is the Dolphins. And not to, not to, uh, it's not surprising that the Dolphins, who in a previous walk off, I discussed how they have a lot of black leadership there from the GM to the coach, um, is somewhere he's willing to go after. Louis Riddick and Omar Khan are no longer candidates for the job that would be in charge of him. Um, and also, Houston did not even interview Eric Bieniemy, who he wanted them to interview. And they said he'd have in a bit of, in a input on the coaching hire. Um, so not surprising that he'd want to go somewhere with that kind of leadership. Um, but I don't again, I don't think they should do it for the reason that Tua is good. Their talent around him is not good. Gasecki, serviceable tight end. Devontae Parker, not a number one receiver, has been their number one receiver. Running back, you name all 18 of their running backs they had this year. The <laughs> offensive line, dreadful. So he'd be walking into the same position he is currently in, in in Tennessee, in geez, Houston. Greg tricked me. Uh, in Houston. So... <laughs>
0: It's interesting that you say that, Joe, because while you were out, uh, gallivanting around trying to get your zoom feedback up, I said the exact same thing. They've got some, they've got, uh, draft capital that they can invest in other pieces like the offensive line, those skill positions. It would, it doesn't make sense. Like you just use the number five pick on him to just not give it away, but to like, because you're going to yeah. have to trade other assets gonna too. Be it's not it's just going be be to be two picks. It's going to be two of uh, your first round. Yeah, exactly. Your first round pick, maybe your third round pick too. Um, so like, I think I completely agree with you. I think they should stick with Tua. Devontae Simmons. And,
2: Smith. What's the Alabama kid's name? I'm not watching any of the games. Smith, Devontae Smith. Smith, Smith yeah. yeah, immediately go yeah. get that kid and then immediately go get the best offensive lineman available at 20, whatever, where you're picking in the draft.
0: Oh, I think they should flip flop. I think they should get no, the offensive line. first. You they get the first. Heisman court receiver.
2: You got, you, 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 you All right, they already beautiful. got there. I believe they already drafted on the starting left tackle or right tackle since two is left handed. They so did last year. Go get the receiver yeah. that is going to be next to your guy for the next 10 plus year. Go get the guy yeah. who can go
0: get it. That's what I'm talking about. All right, baby. Time for the very last portion of the show the walk offs.
1: Welcome to the big leagues. Two run walk off
0: homer for Cabrera. You can smile, that's okay. All right, for anybody listening, the walk off is going to be the segment of the show where we share. Joe and I will share a brief, almost essay type portion. Something we want to get off our chest. Uh, Sometimes it can be a little serious. Sometimes it cannot be so serious. Um, I'm going to go first this week, and mine's actually going to be um, sometimes. (laughs) yeah mine's gonna be not so serious i actually have a funny story i wanted to share um i know a lot of times i can get on here and i get emotional and i cry but this is actually gonna a funny story so joe shut up but um and but, but uh okay so there's no title or anything it's just an interesting situation that happened to me um so for those of you listening, uh, you might know that other than doing stand-up comedy, I do work in a pretty fancy schmancy restaurant here in downtown Jacksonville. And I had a very interesting interaction uh, about a week ago. So one of my regular guests, uh, which I've talked about before on this show, is star right tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Juwan Taylor. Um, very, very nice man. Uh, his family comes in a lot. He comes in every once in a while with them. And so when uh, Jawan came in, I was very excited to wait on him and his brother and his mom and his dad, you know, remembered some of the things that they ordered from last time. I was trying to get into a situation where I have some regulars where it's kind of like, yeah, we have a rapport. We're cool. Almost like we're friends, but not really. So I was trying to get that with Jawan Taylor just because vital information, inside info, he could be sources say- that would be kind of a cool connection to have. So I'm trying to talk with them, trying to connect. Um, and I throw out like, yeah, I've waited on some of the other players, X, Y, Z. This is what they, you know, and just kind of shooting the shit. Then it gets to the point where I'm like, I've got to drop the podcast. Like I got to make sure he knows about the podcast. You know, maybe he'll want to be a guest. Maybe he'll tell some people about it again. Got to always be planting that seed. So we get to the point in the meal where they go to order dinner. And like I said, I remembered a couple things and you know, they were pretty impressed that I remembered some of these specific things that they ordered the last time they were there. So I think I'm in, I think we're now friends. We're now buddies. So I say to Juwan Taylor, starting right tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. We talked about this last week on my podcast. I do a sports podcast with a buddy of mine from Atlanta. That's when Juwan Taylor looked up at me, looked back at his family, then looked back up at me and said, cool. And that's when I realized nobody gives a shit if you have a podcast. I'm a waiter. I am not his friend. And we are not as close as I thought we were. So that was the wildly embarrassing story about me trying to drop the podcast on people. Didn't, didn't work. work, so I will. I'm gonna keep doing it in the future because that's what I do. But it was super embarrassing. Anyway, that's that. Uh, <laughs> a little levity that is- for everybody. It, it. I wanted to kill <laughs> myself. You can't joke like that. Um. That oh yeah. Sorry that about that. We're on Twitch. Uh.
2: I love that you make a fool of yourself for the betterment of the show.
0: Hell yeah, man!
2: Hey, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep doing it. If you're gonna keep telling the story, I'm willing to keep hearing it.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. It'll probably That's be different right. people like, every let me time. Know what but says. I DM'd. I DM'd somebody, uh, one of the players, uh, on their stories. Put that he was at oh, the yeah, restaurant that so. I work at. So I, I was like, oh man, the one night I'm off. <laughs> You should check out my podcast, though. God, I'm the worst. But I'm one of these days, I'm going to say it to the... Finally, I got a smile out of Greg. One of these days, though, I'm going to say it to a person and they're going to go, oh, really? Let me What's check it out. It? Or, oh, mm-hmm. did you know this? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. One of these days, it's going to work out. Anyway, a little levity, because I know Joe's going to get a little serious. So, Joe, take it mm-hmm. away.
2: That's not how you set me up, man. So, uh, Shut up! Shut up! All right. I don't really have a title this week. I just wrote down protests. So here it goes. Protesting is ingrained in the fabric of our country. The Boston Tea Party sparked the American Revolution. The union protested for the abolishment of slavery. And that's why we got the Civil War. Martin Luther King protested peacefully and had a 70% disapproval rating and was killed. Michael X was more radical and was two killed. John Carlos and Tommy Smith protested silently, raising gloved black fists at the 68 Olympics, and were kicked off the U.S. track team. Colin, Ta- Colin Kaepernick embarked on a silent protest and was berated. And unlike most protests, Colin Kaepernick made a concession. He met with Nate, Bo- Nate Boyer, an ex-Green Beret, and they came to an agreement that no one could take the protests away from the context that it was meant to be, uh, that it meant to serve. And that was police, pr- police and racial brutality and injustice on black bodies. That was 2016 in a heightened political climate. When Donald Trump was elected, I sent my brothers a text in our group chat. I said the next four years, staying home, staying safe. This past summer, many things came to a head, and young people went to the streets to fight against what Kaepernick now for four years ago. They were met with resistance: rubber bullets, tear gas, riot shields, tanks, the National Guards, and armed militia and vigilantes. Uh, the NBA, LeBron James was told to, uh, shit, LeBron James was told to shut up and dribble. When the NBA took off this week after Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back by a police officer in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the NBA players told they were doing the wrong thing. The events of last week shook me to my core. My mother and father father immigrated to this country because they believed in the freedoms, stability and the possibilities that this country gives us. We saw the nation's capital building ransacked by a bunch of actual thugs and they weren't met with rubber bullets, no tanks, and the National Guard was called hours too late. Instead, images that looked as if the police were treating them with civility and even were fans of what they were doing. The reason it shook me to my core is that I know and everyone hearing the sound of my voice knows not unequivocally that if those were black bodies asking to not be killed versus domestic terrorists that are propagating a farce that the election was stolen, those black bodies would line the streets in body bags. As Draymond Green said, that was not protest. That was not a protest. That was an act of terrorism.
0: That's good, man. Yeah. I, uh, When I turned on the news, I I honestly started to cry. It was very upsetting. And it's just one of those things where it was interesting to me because uh, I was waiting. I was waiting for someone in my family to bring it up because I was going to just snap. And then no one brought it up, thank God. But I completely agree with you. They would have been slaughtered in the street like animals if it was anybody else. Um, Yeah. Anyway, Juwan Taylor, shout (laughs) out. Try and bring it back full circle. All right. Um, That is beautiful, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's end the show the same way we do every single week with the press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. All right. As I said, uh, my name is Brennan Tassif. I am a stand up comedian. Um, out of Florida right now. Uh, you could check out my website for upcoming dates, uh, BrennanT I also do another podcast, uh, comedy podcast called Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy where I have guests on and we talk about drinking stories, partying stories, getting in trouble stories. Uh, follow me on all social media at Brennan Follow this show on all social media at cheering press on Instagram and Twitter, uh, subscribe rate, review the show, uh, five stars and only five stars, please. Uh, <laughs> and then of course, check out a new low podcast network at a new co. Joe, take it away. You can check me out on Twitter and
2: Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can check out my hip hop album, TV by headphone. Joe, no O, no E. You can check out the big show, which is a new low. And you can check out uh, my Hamilton podcast for the very niche audience uh, at who does a pod on Twitter and Instagram. Greg, anything to plug that I didn't take?
1: I was going to just add there's also we have four podcasts in our stable at a new low. The other one we haven't mentioned yet is Misbehavior Journal Club. If you like science and you like ladies talking about science, it's pretty entertaining. So check that out. And I am Pine, at Pine Dagger on Twitter. Follow me. Follow us all. Have a nice weekend. See you next week. It's
0: not the Beautiful. weekend. Beautiful. Great show, everybody. <laughs> Brennan, take us out as always. This is why we play the game. Hello, everybody. hello, Juan Taylor, man. Ain't got nothing but love <laughs> for you. Still love you, buddy.